Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, Chris Evans here and welcome to the latest edition of the Best of the Breakfast Show podcast with Sky from Virgin Radio. Coming up, the blooming, wonderful Orlando bloom, bloom, shake, 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 shake. Shake the room. Chats wellness, Buddhism, and his riveting new movie, Retaliation. Super survivalist Ray Mears gets really wild with news of his latest book, We Are Nature. The rockin' and rolling Katie Tunstall tells us all about featuring on the new single, Together We Are Stronger, and taking on the mantle of the mighty Virgin Radio Drive Time Show. The tip-top gentleman, Henry Lloyd Hughes, shares all about his dystopian twist on Baker Street in the brand-new Netflix show, The Irregulars, and singing and songwriting sensation, Katie Tunstall. All of that and loads more still to come now, Dapper Dave. Tell us who's our first guest. He's swashbuckled as a pirate, Legolas as a Legolas, and now he's going dark and gritty with his new movie. The Incredible Retaliation is out this Friday, so ladies and gentlemen, brace yourselves as we bloom, shake, shake, shake the room with the one and only Orlando Bloom! (laughs) (laughs) What an intro! (laughs) Very good, Dave. Bloom, bloom, shake the room. Bloom, shake the room. I like See, that. Orlando, that was worth waiting up for alone, wasn't it? I'm calling in every morning from now on, because that's the best intro I've ever had. Uh, right, before we talk about the film, a couple of things. Um, first of all, the last time I didn't see you, but everybody else did, who lives near me, was in Marlow, when you and Katie were, I think you were there for a wedding, and you were, you were enjoying Marlow immensely. You are up and down the high street for a couple of days. Remind me whose wedding it was, and um, how did you enjoy the town where I live? Do you live in Marlow? Yes. Wow, I love that part of the world. We were visiting friends, but I don't think it was a wedding. Um, we've got some some really close friends who live in the area, and so we were just down there having a, a fantastic time, enjoying the high street <laughs> and the river and the food, and um, you know. Isn't it that great, that pub called the Hand and Flowers? Yeah, Tom's pub. Um, can't ever get a reservation there, actually. It's that good. It's funny because uh, since lockdown 3.0 has kicked in, um, you can't get a reservation now. And it's not even open yet until next year. It's incredible. So oh. there's that. And then the last time we didn't speak, but we saw each other, was uh, back oh, at the... Oh, wait bi- a second. It was... <laughs> it was, um, it was I think I do remember whose wedding it was. No, it's 11 o'clock at night here, Chris. This is quite hard for me. <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, I don't remember. Forget it. Moving on. <laughs> You'd have to cut that bit out. No, no, we're going to leave it all in because you're gold. You're gold bloom. Um, it's funny, isn't it? Because you, because it is later for you. If this was next week, it'd be 10 o'clock for you, but you're currently only seven hours behind. I didn't realise there was this sort of interim seven-hour uh, delay uh, or seven-hour yeah. time difference. And for, I'm waking up at four in the morning with the, with the baby in about... Yeah, so oh, a no. matter of hours. Thanks very much. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so sorry. And then the last time no, we right. the last time we saw each other but didn't speak. So um, when you were in my village for two days, didn't see you. But literally everybody else saw you. My wife saw you, my kids saw you, all my neighbours saw you, but I didn't see you. And um, and then the next before that, the last time we saw each other but we didn't speak was when you popped up behind the glass when I was hosting uh, a show at B- uh, Radio 2 at the BBC and you just waved. <laughs> 
And I can't remember what that was for. I remember that. But I've been a really big fan of yours for years because I was a big fan of Don't Forget Your Toothbrush. I was coming up in London when that was popping and um, it was just great entertainment every Friday night. It was awesome. Right, let's talk about your film, Retaliation. Um, this is a film that has is, is already four years old um, and people... Which is, yeah, wow. It's a profound film. You know, the framing of it for a show like this, uh, you know, I've been thinking about how to talk about it and you'll get this because you've done loads of interviews about it. You know, mm. sh- can we say, you know, it is a, it is a very powerful visual essay on um, the fact that if you try to protect yourself from pain to too much an extent, you will deny yourself all the love in the world because the heart, the human heart, is just one aperture and it cannot be compartmentalized. Wow, Chris, you've been meditating, haven't you? Yeah, wow. beautiful and profound and wonderful, yeah. You know, it's a, it's a real exploration into the sort of painfully tragic, explosive experience of an unhealed human who has been exposed to um, an experience in their lives. I mean, that, 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 that they've, they've not been able to get over. I mean, it's interesting, you know, because I often, living in London when I did, and, you know, any great city or any, any of the cities around the world, you often see those people talking at lampposts or screaming at the universe, right? And people tend to cross the road and go, oh dear, don't look at me sort of thing. And, and since I played that character, I suddenly started thinking, I wonder what the what the catalyst was for that person, what the, what, the, what the thing was that has led them to be so painfully, you know, um, exposed and, and, and raw and, and vulnerable, um, which is all of the things that, you know, I mean, it, there, there's, there's, there, there are scenes it, the, that the movie really just draws you in and holds you. It doesn't let you go. You know, there are stuff that I, I was, I remember reading the script and going, I've never seen that before. I've never seen that on film. That's going to be really difficult. How am I going to do that? Oh, I've got to try and do that. How am I going to do it? And then I gave it to this organization called One in Six. Didn't know if, because um, I wanted to, because it's such powerful subject matter. And I wanted to make sure, I wanted to sort of check it, you know, in reference to um, what, what, what I'd read. And I couldn't believe that this was unfolding in the way it did some of the things that happened in the movie and for, for the character of Malky. And I was like, is this real? Is this what? And, and the, and the, and, and the notes were just like very, um, that came back. It was like, please make this film because even if nobody sees it, we'd love to be able to share it with our members because it's, it's so true to life. And I was like, wow, I hadn't realized just how, how, um, how difficult it is, you know? And, um, it was, it was really powerful. So, yeah. You've got to be up, with the little one in four, do, yeah. and four and something hours? Yeah, it'll be something like that. Was it 12? <laughs> yeah, it'll be about four and a half, maybe five. But we're just like, yeah. It says here that Katie says you're a great dad. So you got half the vote, but what does your daughter think? <laughs> <laughs> well, she chuckles when she sees me. So I'm, I'm, oh, I'm quite loving that. I'm quite loving that. This is the funny man that lives with mummy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who's this funny fella? Um, just back to Milo briefly before you go. Um, so there's this massive film set there at the moment, just outside um, on sort of one of the lower marshes. Just, I mean, it literally, it's still in Milo. And we didn't know what it was. And it's a COVID-compliant film set, but it's massive. And I was the... Wow. I, not only was I the only person who didn't know you were in the village for a couple of days, it seems I'm the only person who didn't know it was Star Wars. It is Star Wars. <laughs> I said on the radio the other day, people went, it's Star Wars, you muppet. Um, <laughs> I love that. I love and, that. You're living your best Marlo life. Do you know I am? And you're very well. I call it Marlo Fornia. I can only dream. I've got to tell you, 
I, I think it's the closest thing to that kind. Of, it is. Thank you. Spent time in California. Thank you. For the UK, I think it's about as good as it. Like it's one of because you're so close to London, but you get that. Yeah, you get that get green belt feeling, don't you? you? It's amazing. The, you get the waterside living and all that kind of stuff. Water, yeah. You can swim the river down there, can't you? We do on a regular basis. We did two yeah. weekends ago. Can you believe it? And we weren't even wow. drunk. I know it's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, listen, yeah. you. Thanks so much for staying up. I know why you stayed up. A because we get on. B because you're proud of your film and you want people to watch it. So thank you. Yeah. A thousand thank you. Thanks, mate. And come and see us when you're over here. Cheers, pal. I would love that. All right, mate. Bye. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. He's the Sunday Times bestseller that unearths the wonder of our, uh, our Earth for your reading pleasure. His new book, We Are Nature, is out today. And here to leaf through its pages is a man that can actually see the wood for the trees. It's Mother Nature's finest, the wonderful Ray Mears. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, Chris. How are you? <laughs> I'm very well, very well. Where does this book sit, you know, amongst your other tomes, would you say, in mood and content, Ray? Oh, it's quite different, really. Um I got asked, Chris, to write a book about rewilding, and I thought, I like rewilding, but everybody's written about that, and they've done a much better job than I could. But I thought, what we need is to rewild ourselves, because if we're going to have all this nature, we need to know what to do with it. And so I sat down to um, share some of my experiences and my feelings on that, and then lockdown came along, and all of a sudden it felt really important to write it down. (laughs) Maybe I felt mortal. No, well, this is the first time for everything and everyone. Um, so welcome to the club. How does that feel? <laughs> yeah, strange. <laughs> no, but you're the man. I mean, you're the And, you know, we, we know that the, the smart money is on staycations for most of us here in the UK. But at least we can yeah. roam around and, and intermingle, or hopefully soon, intermingle with each other, you know, on this septed isle of ours. But, the, you know, as we often say, the epic is in the detail. And there's so much gloriousness to be enjoyed, you know, here at home. And we're a very green island. And, and we, you know, if you look at what goes on in the world with vegetation and um, different uh, changes of season, you know, we're as good as it gets, aren't we? I think this is the most beautiful island on the planet. And the diversity that we have is astonishing, um, not just in, in, in the human population, but in nature and landscapes, too. And uh, these are things we should celebrate and enjoy and get the most out of. Now, you know, you know, we've uh, we spent a, a weekend together a good few years ago now, but we got up to so much in 36 hours, um, 48 hours or whatever it was. And you can do that via your book. Now, you talk about um, you talk about smelling a post elephant and you talk about uh, how to stalk various things and different crawling techniques should the wild beasties come after us. But we can enjoy miniature versions of all of this. This this spring, this summer, can't we? The, the, it's all about using our senses, Chris. I mean, it, it's about opening our eyes, opening our sense of smell, our taste, touch, all of these senses. You know, we were hunter-gatherers mm. for most of our history. So we have hardwired into us ourselves these incredible abilities that we hardly use. And what I want to do is encourage people to use them. And, of course, once you start using them, you be, start to become more adventurous, like, crikey, this is good, where can I take it? And so I've tried to provide the information to keep people safe if they take those skills to uh, more 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 challenging environments and okay. situations. Uh, and one 
way we can improve, you know, or, or exercise, if you like, um, or give a workout to an individual sense is by masking our others. That's a technique. It does work. You go through it in the book. Yeah. You just basically deny yourself a sense and your brain starts to crave it. What we're doing is we're talking to the brain because the brain is the control box. Our senses are working all the time, but our brain is choosing to filter information in or out. You know this well enough in that when we use a microphone in television, it can't filter out the sound of a train or a plane going past, but our brains do. And what we have to do is tell our brains, I want to hear everything. Don't deny me the information that's, that I'm, I should be receiving. Uh, right, what else is going on? Uh, some fun charts in your book. Uh, you talk about um, the beasties coming after us and um, how we might rate as far as being able to escape what. Um, but you, you list the human species generally. You say here, human in brackets average. But then Usain Bolt makes the top five along with the cougar, the tiger, the jaguar and the lion, which is entirely unfair on the rest of us. <laughs> Basically, don't try and run away. You're not going to outdo, outpace anything. Have you ever actually run away from anything, you know, for real? Have you ever had to, 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 um, to, to survive in, out in the wild? Not to run away, but uh, there have been plenty of times when I've needed to put some distance between myself and an animal. Oh, tell us about that. Uh, tell us about one of those. Well, the, cl the, the classic situation is polar bears, to be honest with you. Pol polar bears have a, have a habit of sneaking up on you. And um, you're not, you're not travelling on foot in those places. You're travelling by snowmobile. Right. And um, it's a good idea to turn the engine on and increase the distance to a few hundred metres once one starts to take an unhealthy interest. It's all about avoiding embarrassment. But do they really sneak up on us? Do, do polar bears have a habit of sneaking up on humans? If a polar bear's hungry, it would look at you as, as potential food. And right. the, yes, they do sneak up. They are as good as soldiers. They use dead ground to crawl closer to you. And all of a sudden, they're there. So... Oh. Yeah, they're really smart. They're very intelligent. If mums and dads listening to the show now, as many of them do, or aunts and uncles or grandmas and granddads at this time, now all the kids the ankle biters are at school, if they want to set up some kind of sort of the beginnings of their own garden forest school this weekend as the light nights kick in again for another year, thank yeah. God. Can you, can you give them some basics to begin with? Well, I mean, the key thing is it's really difficult with, with youngsters to get them to be quiet and to be still. But if you can crack that then nature takes over because then they start to see things and they become curious. And children's curiosity is all that's needed for learning. You, all you have to do is support it and, and provide the information to answer the questions. And what's going on with you? You know, how's the last year been? Because famously you stay, you, you sleep outside for longer than you sleep inside. Has, yeah. this, has this been a particular bump in your sleeping bag this year? Well, you know, actually, I've quite enjoyed it. I've been able to spend more time with my wife than ever before, which has been lovely. And um, it's been great. I've been home and I've been able to watch the seasons all the way through. Mm. Um, it would be nice to be able to meet people and, and talk to people. I'm sure we're all feeling a little bit of cabin fever uh, by now. Um, but it's, yeah, I've made the most of it. Ray, you're awesome. I love you. Thank you so much for being on the show again. Chris, lovely. Uh, can I just say that, that we, we had a tour plan this year and that's been postponed, but we are doing it next year. So it starts in February next year. All so, right, Ray. Uh, people have been... Very nice talking to you. All the best. No, you're the best. You are the best. He literally is the best. Ray Mears, We Are Nature, How to Reconnect with the Wild. It's a great book for Easter and generally forever. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio.
He's been lighting up the screen for years, and quite frankly, it's only getting better. His new show, The Irregulars, sees him as Sherlock Holmes like you've never seen him before. It's out on Netflix via SkyQ today, and as it appears, it's not so elementary, my dear Watson. Please welcome the wonderful Henry Lloyd Hughes. Morning, Henry. Morning. Happy me. Henry, just the trailer for this new show scared the bejesus out of us. Um, How's that happened? Well, um, uh, because you're 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 inundated with uh, apocalyptic uh, visions, you're 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 in the perfect headspace to encounter a whole new level of apocalypse, yeah. and uh, that's what we're serving up for uh, for audiences on Netflix today. Um, it's uh, the Sherlock Holmes universe, but not as you know it, um, with monsters and uh, supernatural demons and all sorts of caper. So, um, yeah, I think people are going to be uh, scared witless. Yeah, well, I was, and so was Vass, and so was Rachel. The Irregulars, out today, Netflix.com. Many people have played Sherlock Holmes over the years, but just recently so many people have played Sherlock Holmes. Have you been doing your homework? Um, I, I had to ask permission from the 250 people that had previously played it. It was a very long process, um, and I even had to speak to some of their ghosts. So it was, uh, you know, I, it, it was very, it was very, very, uh, very thorough. I was in making sure I had everyone's blessing, but you know, the things that we put Sherlock through in this show mm. um, are so bewildering and uh, and terrifying. You know, monsters and full-scale drug addiction and all sorts. So it feels like um, I suppose we're in uncharted territory. So I didn't feel necessarily like I was stepping on anyone's toes right uh, virtual toes psychedelic toes who knows what kind yeah. of toes doesn't really you know i mean he's famed for his his um his forays into um the the externalization of um uh, psychedelic states uh and is that where this comes from is is that the thing is this what is this how you know take away the the sort of borders of reality or what we know as reality and who knows what might be happening you know inside his deer stalkered head. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, Tom really kind of put a marker down to create a character who, uh, especially in his younger days, felt like a rock star. And there's no reason why someone who is so incredibly capable, who had such an amazing brain, wouldn't have also dabbled at the peak of their powers in substances to, you know, keep them awake longer, make them, uh, you know, in the same way that rock stars get into a bit of bother. And uh, we kind of took that idea and ran with it and decided to make him, yeah, like a bit like the, you know, David Bowie is the thin white duke in his younger era, just absolutely, um, you know, wildly uh, charged up. And then that meant that when the kind of tragedies that happened in the show happened to him, we could buy ourselves 15 years of, uh, of uh, a downward spiral, which is where we find him um, having, uh, yeah, basically shut up shop and uh, and said goodbye to the uh, the glory days. Oh my goodness me! Oh, what's it like? It's like Spinal Tap coming back. Um, from, yeah. from who knows where? But what have they learnt while they've been away? And what have we missed? And you know, we thought that these these kind of folks and these kind of characters and these kind of forces of nature and super nature were dispensable, but we were wrong. Well, you know, that's always going to be the challenge. Like to try and make this feel fresh and make it feel interesting was to try and deconstruct that myth and have a version of Sherlock where he is kind of aware that he made himself famous. Mm. He's kind of aware that he maybe hyped himself 
and, and his legend uh, too much. And that therefore he's questioning to what extent um, it was real and to what extent he ever had any skills to begin with. So, yeah, it's like a famous rock star looking back on his, uh, his famous album and trying and struggling to remember how he ever wrote those songs. This is existentialism 3.0, isn't it? That's what we're looking at. Yeah, I mean that's that that is that's the lift pitch for what makes uh, <laughs> for what makes my version. It's the navel gazing, insecure, um, yeah, uh, self doubting version of Sherlock. But in a way, Chris, you know, everyone's been stuck inside for so long, haven't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, last time I was on your show, which I remember fondly, doing Killing Eve, I was all the way up in the top of the the tower, yeah. and now I'm in freezing in my shed in in Hackney because I forgot to turn the heating on and uh, you know everyone has been very isolated and I think weirdly it feels like the version of uh, the Sherlock universe that's right for now. Seriously great sincere cell coming across here very authentic well done pal and I understand you dropped a little annoying hint to Mira our exec producer that you've also landed another dream role but you can't tell us <laughs> anything about it. Yeah, and she also hinted that you'd twist my arm and try and get it out of me. <laughs> no, because you're the because you're the uh, you know the radio supremo who knows his onions. Um, yeah, I, I, it's it's going to be a fantastic. Um, yeah, it's going to be a fantastic role. I wish I could tell you what it is. It's going to be on English and American television, and uh, it's going to be really edgy and scary and and fun. And I can't wait to start in a couple of weeks. Um, and uh, as soon as I can reveal all, I'll message you. I'll message you, and you can say, "Oh, that's what he was banging on about." Right. So it's a mega series of an already renowned either literary and or filmic franchise, is what I'm guessing. No, 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 no. It's a brand new character. It's a brand, brand, new, world. brand, new, um, brand new world, and it's based on some books, um, but it's never been done uh, on television before. Wow. And it's contemporary. It's set in the. It's set. Contem in you know contemporary London, um, but uh, yeah, I can't say any more. The, the snipers Ooh. are eyeing me up Chris, as we <laughs> Henry, you're good at this. you're almost better at this than acting, and you're really really good at acting. <laughs> Henry, lovely to talk to you again. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks so much, Chris. Cheers. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. We've heard from three undeniably magnificent guests already, but there's still so much more to come. Glasgow rockers, the Fratellis, chat their sixth studio album, Half Drunk Under a Full Moon, and an amazing spontaneous tour to help their pals in the music business. Cricketing legend and Sky Sports commentator Michael Atherton discusses the Wonder Internationals on Sky Sports Cricket. Ella Al-Shamahi goes on a fascinating voyage of discovery in her new book, The Handshake, A Gripping History, and Secretary of State for Health and Social 
special care. Matt Hancock looks ahead to the next stage of restrictions being lifted and encourages everyone to listen to this show. All of that and more still to come. So let's get right back to it. Dapper Dave, who's next? If she's anywhere near as good on the radio as she is at writing a pop hit, then Virgin Radio Drive Time is in for a treat. She features on Together We Are Stronger by Highland Park Collective, but for now, let's all say hey to the soon-to-be Drive Time DJ. Live from Topanga Canyon, California, it's the marvellous Katie Tunstall. Good morning, Katie. (laughs) Wow. Hi there. Hi there, pop pickers. Hi. I know. Yeah, pop hits. Yeah, thanks for that, um, Dave. Papa, she's a rock chick, for heaven's sake. Rock hits. <laughs> what? No, what? I was I was trying to do my best, my, my best radio DJ Oh, I voice. see. Sorry, I'm confused. I'm caught between pop and a hard place. Anyway, anyway, moving right along here. Am I correct in saying it's 24 minutes past two where you are? You guys are getting me into training for doing gigs again. Oh, That's no. what you're doing. 24 because I have, two. I probably haven't been up this late for about eighteen months. Yeah, we don't believe you. Um, so you're <laughs> seven hours behind. Uh, come yep. um, Sunday, of course, you'll be back to eight hours behind because your clocks have already gone forward over there in California. I know it's extremely confusing. It is. I just, confusing. yeah, yeah I, 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 I don't know what time it is, but it doesn't matter at the moment. It doesn't matter. Now you are road testing an idea that we've been talking about for a long time, which is called living in California but working <laughs> for Virgin Radio. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now. It's it's so exciting. <laughs> it's it, it befits drive time more, I suppose, doesn't it? Because four o'clock our time will be eight o'clock your time. So you'll be doing sort of a, a sort of a, a, an end of breakfast show, beginning of mid morning yeah. show, uh, which is easier to parachute into your psyche than perhaps doing a breakfast show, which would have to start at ten o'clock at night there. Yeah, which would be too weird. I'll be like, I'll be very well caffeinated, mm. and then of course drive time from Los Angeles with one of the best roads in the world with PCH, Pacific Coast Highway just down the road. Yeah, of course PCH1, perfect. Chinese Materi's been doing a grand old job and before that our very own Rachel and Giovanna Fletcher Gabby Rossin's going to kick in after you Uh, Now you have previous, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, Sunday Night Live, International Women's Day you hosted that, well done, that was a great show, Katie Thank you, it was really enjoyable Thank you so much for having me, it was just amazing guests. All right, Joan Armour training, Shirley Manson uh, from Garbage of course, Mel C Selectors Pauline Black and Skin from Skunk and Nancy to name just five. Uh, listen back at virginradio.co.uk to that show. It really was fantastic. Sunday Night Live, International Women's Day special, produced by our very own Hellsbells. So, what's going down in Topanga Canyon at the moment? Obviously, well, not much at half past two in the morning, but before <laughs> I'll that. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, Chris. I watched a movie yeah. to stay up tonight. Uh-huh. I watched Skyfall, amazing, James Bond. Yep. And I was looking at that car. That amazing Aston Martin DB5, thinking of you, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah, thinking thank you. Chris would love that. And I looked it up, and did you know yes. that that is 3D printed, that car? I did not know that, and I'm not sure that How I wa- amazing! I'm not is sure that? that I wanted to know it. I'm sorry I've ruined it. It's, it was 3D printed by a company in Bavaria. Well, well it's done. It's not real. Well, done those days. Well, no, it is real because you can you can get a 3D printed car now. So if you go to, for example, a very famous car factory in Modena in Italy, um, yeah. which you, you know, is, if you go to Ferrari, basically you can actually um, print your own car. So you can design your own car there and you can press a button which says print and your full-size car comes out. And it's not a toy, it's a real car. That does... Is it not really light though? Yeah, but car, it's carbon fibre, so they're really light wow. anyway. Yeah. I mean, that just blew my mind. I thought that was amazing. Well, well done for 
you know, getting going down that rabbit hole. How come you bothered to go a little bit further just because you were supposed to be on at half past eight and we put you back till quarter past nine? Is that our fault? Well, I just, I knew I was going to be on the show. I was watching the film and I thought I should I should have at least one car to chat to Chris about. Well, that's, that's beautiful. Do you know what I mean? Um, right, Katie. Prep for your first drive time show right here on Virgin Radio, four o'clock our time, eight o'clock. It will be then your time in the morning. Prep for that on yes. Sunday. What, what's, I what's, can't what's, wait. What's, what's show Eve going to look like, do you think? Well, I'm all about. I love thematic songs. I love having a. I love having a kind of dealio in terms of what you might get each day that I'm on the radio. And so I'm definitely going to be doing a Pacific Coast Highway Route One nice. Air Punch anthem every That's day. That's not going to make us everyone. jealous at all, is it? It's trying to transport you. Yeah. To California. Okay. Well, that could be done <laughs> for, for real. three and a See, half minutes. If your show goes really well from California, right, then there's no stopping us. You know that I want to live there. Yeah. You know that I want to be your neighbour anyway. Um, there's no, you can come and live in no my secret. house. It's fine. I'll come and live with you. That's fantastic. Yeah. That is amazing. That's, what, that's how we roll in Topanga Canyon. Okay. All right. I'm up for that. Then that's the deal. Doors open. When do I tell Tash? Tash can come as well. You know, we've got, like, you know we have a million children. <laughs> We've got a very steep hillside. We can build a shed. I think I'm going to roll them off it. Um, <laughs> well, good luck with drive time. It's going to be Thank amazing. You. You're can on you for give a me night. what advice do I need? Tell me, oh, wise one. What do I need to know? Don't set things up. Just hit the ground running. A lot of people who Alrighty. do radio shows for the first time spend half the show or half their few, first few shows explaining to everybody what they're doing. We know how radio shows work. Just get on with it. I just love also when people text in. Yeah, no, that's so cool. and so. So and so from Milton Keynes says. Yes, no, that I'm is... very excited about that part of it. Yeah, just and also tell your stories. You know, and yeah. if you're wondering what to say next, then just play another record because you can't do anything better than play a brilliant record on the radio. Um, I know people yeah. think thinking listening to this show going, why don't you do it more then? But it's because I'm having fun, and I don't. You've get... been playing some excellent yeah. tunes today, by the also, way. Also, I don't get a word Ooh. edgeways at home. Ooh. Um, right, what's what's the matter? What's happened? Hello. Hello. Am I still here? Yeah. Did something crawl up your leg then? What ha- you were? Ooh, ow. Oh what? no, I was just shouting that you were playing really good music. Oh, cool. All right, let's go with that. <laughs> I thought we were being attacked by one of those. Um, what do you get in Topanga <laughs> Canyon? You get it's cu- a cougar. You get a cu- mountain lion. Coyotes, cougars, and you get the biggest rats in the world, don't you? There's a rat in the engine of my car. I had to get it out because it was chewing everything up and making a nest out of the insulation. Oh, that's what happens. That's what happens. Oh, man. But we'll put up with it if it means we can broadcast live from Topanga Canyon. Well, Katie, exactly. Uh, thanks so much. I love you. Uh, love I you appreciate too. Miss you. you. Uh, and we'll play your brand new single now. KatieTunstall.com is where you need to go. KatieTunstall.com for more on Together We Are Stronger out now. And Katie Tunstall coming to get you on Drive Time here from Monday. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. As a band, they took a Chelsea dagger to the heart, but thankfully lived to tell the tale. Their brilliant new album, Half Drunk Under a Full Moon, is out next Friday, so please welcome a man that's fully sober on the end of a phone. It's the musical mastermind of the super cool John Fratelli. All right, John. Good morning, Chris. Okay, now we are we are thrusting people. In, we're giving them no choice. We are kettling them into the direction of the Virgin Radio UK YouTube channel to see the visual versions of the songs we're playing on the radio because you've recorded them, uh, you, you you choreographed them, um, and that you seem to have the most most of Glasgow now in your band, John. Uh, well, you know, uh, 
it's been so long since we've played, you know, we just wanted to have as much fun with it as possible. Wow. Uh, and yeah, that we did that last week. And honestly, it really was the most fun I've had. And 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 like two, three years, it was uh, it was incredible. And it's all responsible. It's cool. It's socially distanced, and that just adds to the aesthetic, doesn't it? Because well, you know, sometimes when you're forced into these situations, things come out better, not worse. Oh yeah, like we we you know uh, we the we were very aware of job trying to make sure that we that we get those distances, you know. Uh, but you know, all, all ten people in the room are musicians that are used to spending all of their year playing live, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, so there's like this massive release, you know? And that's a microcosm of what it's going to feel like when everybody gets to play live again, hopefully this summer. So if you're, if you were feeling like that, then what's it going to be like once you're let loose in, out into the open world again? I know. I mean, I've been saying this for the last few weeks that when everybody's allowed back into to venues and to, to go and watch music, I mean, it's going to be off the chart. It like, is. It really it's going is. going to be incredible. It really um, is. And I can't wait to experience that. Uh, but what a gang, what a lineup, and what a, a beauti- beautifully set, beautifully choreographed, uh, fantastically arranged. Thanks for the big Virgin Radio um, yeah. jumbotron that you've got going on there. There was no need for that, but thanks so much. Um, and uh, the Perspex screens, and everybody's looking fantastic. Um, makeup and wardrobe did an amazing job. Well, and what? So what? What was the vibe like before and after? What did you do? You know, were you allowed to celebrate a little bit because you were you were technically at work? You were with other people. You were you were doing the right thing. Yeah, that you know that's the thing is afterwards it really felt like the natural thing to do was to celebrate. But yeah. you know, but we we we, we really didn't. And after, and then you know, like an hour later, I was I was like bereft. <laughs> you know, I was I was like in this. I was so down. It's like, oh my God, that was so much fun. And then, you know, but, yeah. but it's finished. I, know. You know, I, yeah. I wish that could have gone on for the rest of the weekend. It's like getting stuck in the car park after a great gig for two hours and then forgetting yeah. what happened. Uh, it's, it's, yeah. You know, we've all been there. But John, seriously, well done, pal. I mean, this is a supreme effort. We were blown away. When Dapper Dave said, by the way, look at the visuals they've, they've produced to, to go with what you're playing on the radio unbelievable and um, so we have yourself we have barry we have uh, mince we have will foster on keys and uh, ryan quigley on trumpet and paul tandro on saxophone on trombone michael hours annabelle jones on backing vocals bvs and joining her there harriet payne and Catherine clark just awesome 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 so um you have these gigs lined up for september tell us about the decision there the conversation you had i mean it's completely the right thing to do but it still doesn't make it any less wonderful just just remind people what you're doing again well we're playing and i think it's eight the last count i think it's eight um kind of small venues around the country but they're the venues that have some relation to uh, like record stores you know local record stores yeah. in those in those towns and cities um and so it's you know it's partly to just go out and play but it's also you know an exercise in and trying to help those record stores yeah um you know because of any profit from it you know we'll go to the we'll go to the stores and we'll go to um a road crew you know uh we've had the same crew for you know some 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 of them like 10 15 years mm-hmm. so you know we're trying to help to do something that helps 
you know, both sides, and that seemed like the, the perfect the perfect arrangement. So once again, these dates are exclusively announced this morning on this show. The Fratellis.com is where you need to go, right, to be at really small, sort of old-school gigs with the Fratellis, giving it loads, giving it all the beans, everything on stage. Uh, Friday the 3rd of September, La Belle Angèle in Edinburgh. Friday the 10th of September, 1865 in Southampton. Saturday the 11th of September, Prism in Kingston. Sunday the 12th, Academy in Sheffield. Friday the 17th, Comedia, I think you say, in Bath. Um, Saturday Mm -hmm. the 18th, Junction in Cambridge. Thursday the 23rd, Beat Generator Dundee. And Friday the 24th, Town Hall, Ruther Glen. And all profits from the tour will be given to independent record stores and the Fratelli's Road Crew. It's their first headline tour of the UK in three years. The major tour has been put back until next year. How are you feeling about that, my friend? Well... Again, it's that thing of all the stored up excitement, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that's that, that's going to come out. And, but it's it's but it's also with the audience, you know, because gigs are they're a two, you know, they're a two way thing, uh, and you know that that excitement you get from an audience really, really is is why you play. And I just I, I I've got this feeling when when all that pent up energy that's there for audiences. Uh, comes out as well, you know, it's going to be chaos. Yeah, it's <laughs> going to be the best kind of chaos, chaos I can ever, ever imagine. I know, chaos with icing on and hundreds and thousands and all that good stuff too. Um, are you going to festival this summer? Are you tempted to do that? Have you been invited anywhere? Well, I, I, you know, I think I think we might be because, you know, there were certain festivals that we were supposed to do last summer mm-hmm. um, that have been rolled over to this year. And, it, you know, it does look like some of them might happen. I don't know how official that is. And I don't know if when I come off this call whether I'm going to get into trouble. Um, but like I, I, I think there's some of them that, that will happen. And if, if they do, you know, that's, again, that's, that's pretty exciting. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. He's faced the most fearsome <laughs> bowlers on earth and now he gets to watch them from the comfort of a commentary box. The India v England One Day International start tomorrow morning live and exclusive on Sky Sports. So please welcome an exquisite cover drive in human form. It's the one and only Michael Atherton. All right, Michael. Fantastic, Dave. Thank you. You got there in the end. (laughs) (laughs) He did, in more ways than one, uh, from what he was talking about. few minutes before that and comfort was in the intro there it was yeah it was but a different kind of comfort anyway we're all comfortable now how are you michael i'm well chris thank you very well good the last time we saw each other was in barbados uh, do you remember in the, it ki- was. In the I, ki- I do remember in the uh, airport lounge or the the, the departure lounge departure lounge and you were looking and very cool calm and collected i can't remember where you were going but i think you were going to work weren't you there may have been some cricket on but uh, it just brings back some memories. Oh, to be able to travel now to a place like that. I know. It seems a long time ago. I know. So so how is doing your job in lockdown? How's it been for you, Michael? Well, with all the winter broadcasting that we've done, so we did the two tests against Sri Lanka and we've had this white ball series against India. We've all done that remotely. We can't get to India for visa and COVID reasons. So we've had to do it off tube from West London. So it's an early start tomorrow morning. Um but it's not been too bad. It's a bit more tricky for one-day games other than test matches because you can't actually see where the field is sometimes. If the ball goes in the air, you don't know whether a field is underneath it. But it's, it's amazing what you can do now. Our broadcasters had four or five of us in West London. We've had Bumble, David Bumble Lloyd up in Manchester. We've had Stuart Broad in Nottingham. We've had our Indian guest Dinesh Kartik out in Mumbai and Chennai. So 
all these kind of commentators joining remotely from various parts of the world, and it's all gone pretty smoothly. What have you learned? Have you learned anything, you know, about your job differently that you can take forward? These we, We're calling them... Um, uh, Collateral joys or collateral wins, as opposed to collateral damage. I just think it's shown what you can do. I mean, to be honest, if, if I'm being truthful, you don't want to do it too well because you still want to be able to travel in the future know. when these restrictions ease. So mm. you know, the joys of one of one of the joys of this job is getting out to India or Australia or, or wherever it may be. Um, but in the summer as well, we, we were at the games. We were in this kind of bubble in Manchester and Southampton. But the stuff that we were doing, like the toss was being done by just a remote camera that was sent out to the middle uh, to speak to the captains. And we had players in a, in a separate room to talk to, interview remotely. So it is amazing what you can do now. And I, I think that's been the key learning, actually, just what is possible. So the one day is the ODIs. I don't like the term ODIs because, you know, you need to get as many people into cricket as possible. And ODI, it sounds like, it sounds like A, a disease, B, uh, some kind <laughs> of um, uh, sort of secret service code name. It sounds like anything but a, to do with cricket. So I like the one day as it's got a swing to it. Do you know what I mean? The one day is. Well, they're going to be fantastic. I, I mean, one day cricket, we've just had five... T20s, and I, I don't know whether you guys saw any of it, but there was one moment in that last game, a catch on the oh, boundary edge. Unbelievable. <laughs> well, I think it was the best catch outfield catch ever. I've ever seen. Ever. And he made it look so easy. He spri- you know, he's, he's almost as quick as Usain Bolt, this guy, Chris Jordan. He sprinted round yeah. at full tilt, caught it one-handed, palmed it off to Jason Roy before he, he stepped over the rope. And, and the momentum took him a good 30 or 40 yards beyond where he caught the ball. It was just the most magnificent piece of athleticism. Um, and you get plenty of that, of course, in all kinds of cricket now. You know, the game develops and changes, but especially in in short-form cricket, in one-day cricket. Short-form, one-day, anything but ODI. <laughs> uh, so in, in the hierarchy of entertainment as far as cricket's concerned, and it can all be brilliant on its day, of course, we've seen that, especially in the last couple of years. You know, you've got your test matches, you've got your county uh, cricket, uh, you've got your, your one-dayers, you've got your T20, and you now have the 100. Which, where, where do you think one-dayers one sit in that as far as you're concerned for potential excitement and entertainment? I think it's like anything. If you, if you get a good one, they can be absolutely fantastic. If you go back to 2019 when England won the World Cup and that dramatic day at Lords oh. against New Zealand, <laughs> I don't think anybody has seen a one-day game ever like that, going to a super over and all the drama and excitement uh, that built up to that final kind of 45 minutes of the game. If you get a great one, fantastic like every sport you're not going to get a great game every every time that's mm. part of the you know you have to show a bit of patience with sports sometimes whether it's football or rugby you can get a duff nil all draw in football just like you can get an average game in cricket but for me still if you get a great test match that still beats every other form of the game um but you know one day cricket and t20 cricket um, offers their joys as well. So what time is the alarm set for tomorrow morning in the Atherton household, uh, Michael? We will have to be in Isleworth at six, so I'll have to leave here at quarter past five. Alarm set for half four or something. That's a lion in our world, mate. So <laughs> have one for us. Yeah.
Yeah, I, I guess you guys, you, you guys used to. We had uh, we had four thirty starts for the Sri Lanka test yeah. matches. They were okay. We'll let you off. Okay, matches. one all. Looking for the decider. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Great to talk to you again. Good to talk. Cheers, pal. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. She's a paleoanthropologist, an evolutionary biologist, and other things that are very hard to say on live radio. Her new book, The Handshake, A Gripping History, is out tomorrow, so please use your hands and put them together for a lady that's here to shake it up. It's Ella Al-Shamahi! Wella, 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 Ella, Ella, Ella. Hello. Haven't heard that in a while. I'm used to Umbrella, but hey. Ella, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm very well. I love your book. It's a, it's a little book of wonder. It's fantastic. Why did you write a book about the handshake? Well, because I was supposed to be on expeditions and uh, and I, I couldn't anymore. So I was like, well, uh, everyone's driving me nuts about this handshake business. Um, I don't know if you remember, but kind of there was a lot of, uh, oh, this is it. We're never going to shake hands again. We're yep. never going to hug anyone yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just thought, what a load of catastrophizing. You're scaring the hell out of people. Please don't do that. Um, and so I thought it was time to write a book on the handshake because everything that I was reading was just completely factually incorrect. You know, so what will stay from the pandemic and what uh, will be reintroduced that was pre, uh, not during, but will once again uh, be post. For example, I've been talking this morning about a programme I watched to do with Paula Radcliffe yesterday, last night, and part of this programme was Paula appearing on various shows, news shows, talking to the people who were hosting the shows. And she looked inordinately, uh, uncomfortably close to them, but that's only because we're now used to people sitting further apart on the telly. I actually quite like them sitting further apart on the telly. But the handshake... Now, the handshake has been threatened before, uh, but it has remained unthwarted. We'll get onto that in a sec. How old do you think the handshake is? I reckon the handshake is at least 7 million years old. Mm-hmm. So that, that's, that's quite a claim, and that's basically because um, chimps shake hands. So it's really cute. Dr. Kat Hobater was able to show that chimps shake hands. They even shake hands after a fight. So you'll see them sometimes going in for a fight, and they'll kind of come in and sheepishly shake hands, or like sometimes shake feet. <laughs> um, it's really cute, and it basically means let's make up. So the idea is, well, if we shake hands, and if chimps and bonobos shake hands, yep. our closest living relatives, it kind of suggests that seven million years ago when our common ancestor existed they yeah. also shook hands so it's kind of just really cool to think that this thing that we've always thought of as just being a cultural thing yeah. is actually deeply embedded in our dna um and you know is here to stay i love it i love the idea of chimps shaking hand hands sheepishly because it makes me wonder if sheeps would shake cloven hooves chimply but they probably wouldn't. Uh, right. So um the first or the most famous the most the first renowned handshake Let's talk about that. Um, so I guess in Mesopotamia, there was there was a very famous kind of handshake. So that's kind of Iraq, I guess. Um, so that's kind of the first recorded handshake. Mm. But to be honest, I think we've been looking at handshakes for a really long time. Um, I, I don't know if you know much about uncontacted tribes. Mm-hmm. So uncontacted tribes, people that have never kind of really met the outside world. Yep. There's tons of evidence of uncontacted tribes actually knowing what a handshake was uh, before anyone contacted them. There's even a crazy story of David Attenborough uh, kind of meeting this one tribe that were described as cannibals and they were kind of running down the mountain and then in, in David Attenborough style he kind of puts his hand out and goes how do you do and they kind of all stop and shake his hand <laughs> it's just like a wonderful moment of well just David Attenborough I guess in Britishness uh, but there's actually you know a lot of evidence for it okay we'll get on to how a handshake can be bad for your health in fact fatal um with that to, to do with that US president but also a handshake can be good for your health because it can reduce your heart rate yeah it's it's quite incredible uh, it can reduce your heart rate touch generally is useful like that 
But it's chemo signals that have been driving me mad. So chemo signals are chemical signals. Um, and a lot of people don't realize this, but we actually communicate with each other via chemical signals. I know most of us think it's just kind of, you know, spoken word and a few gestures. But actually, um, they got they did this experiment where they put uh, gauze under people's armpits. I know it's early. Um, and they got them to watch, um, you know, scary films or happy films. They took that gauze to a different bunch of people and they accurately reflected that emotion in their faces in fact there was one experiment where they said to them point to the to the gauze that smells like happiness and people were getting it right like it's really weird we communicate with each other chemically and people have shown that we actually um, transfer those chemical signals via handshakes and we're more likely to sniff our hands after we shake hands that we do it unconsciously. <laughs> it's so it's funny. gross. It's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, so much more to talk to you uh, with regards to you. But what about the Japanese bow? You know, hands together, Japanese bow, a little bit of that going on, a little bit of praise you, namaste. It's a lovely, respectable one. You know, I think I think the I think you've got to remember there's so many fascinating global greeting behaviors. Yeah. Um, and you know, the handshake is just one of them. Uh, one of my favorites is the Liberian finger snap, where at the end of the handshake you kind of go into to snap. You literally oh, snap your fingers. Yeah. The, the louder the snap, the better. Uh, there are some really funky, extinct ones now. So in the last hundred years, we've lost uh, the penis shake. We've lost the bum salutation. Uh, we've lost a urine wash. Just the most fantastic greetings. It just deeply upsets me that oh they don't exist goodness. anymore. I had so much fun writing those. Let me tell you, if my book was just chemo signals and penis shakes, I would have been happy. Let me tell you, um, your book is written, so obviously you, you're, you're a very accomplished writer anyway, uh, but you wrote this, it seems, with a rhythm of fun. There's a real rhythm of fun. It skips along. Um, did, it, did it take you that long? I mean, the research, there's proper research, don't get me wrong, but it seems like... it seems. Um, pretty light you know what i mean it seems like it was, yeah, was no yeah, there was yeah. no there was no weight around it no it was uh, it was basically a quick turnaround so i, I brought in bless a bunch of researchers yeah. phds there everyone helping out uh, we started it in the summer uh, finished it in december um, almost literally died in the process have to go in for a really serious operation so right. imagine writing a book on touch when you can't even touch anyone uh, because you, you know you've just yeah. had life uh, altering operations so it's just quite you know quite uh, an interesting time well listen well done congratulations it's you know fun project fun book thanks for it thank you so much okay the handshake a gripping history it's out now the best of the chris evans breakfast show with sky on virgin radio up next we're speaking to secretary of state for health and social care matt hancock Good morning, Matt. I love being on your show. This is my <laughs> favourite show. I, uh, this morning I've done all the shows, but this is the one I look forward to most. Yeah. He's done all the shows. He's done all the shows. Matt, what's it like for you now that John Humphreys is no longer on the Today Show? Kay Burley is taking some kind of hiatus away from Sky News Breakfast and Piers Morgan has walked away from uh, GMB. This could be the toughest interview you face today. It's always the best interview, Chris, because <laughs> the thing is that I was talking to I was talking to another MP about this, Tracy Couch. I was talking, you see, listening to the Chris Evans Breakfast Show is good for your health. It is good because for it makes you happy because the way that you do things, and so you actually tend to get more news out of it because I, you know, we just have a chat, and that's so much better. All right, no, it's good. You it's know, good. political interviews where they try to make you have a gap. It's just uh, it's better we have a chat. It's it's the old gotcha technique, isn't it? Which is wearing thin. It has to be said. So what yep. what news? You know, we're we're one year into various lockdowns. Um, you know, who would have thought it lasted this long? It's gonna last longer. Where are we? What can you tell us today? Um, what might we all need to bear in mind over the next weeks and months? 
Well, the, I think the central thing is that we are on track to get this sorted here, but we're not there yet. And on Monday next week, we're going to be able to see up to uh, six people or two households, because we've changed that, because yeah, we used to have just the rule of six, but that meant for big households they couldn't see anybody. So six people or two households outdoors from next Monday. Right. But the thing where we're cautious is on international travel. Well, we're cautious on the whole thing, but on international travel in particular, we, haven't, we don't yet know if we're going to be able to open that up this summer. We hope to. I get the fact everybody wants a holiday, uh, especially after the year we've all had. But um, we, we, we don't want to put at risk the progress that we're making here, where, you know, the number of deaths is down 90%, and we've now got one of the lowest case rates in Europe, and we've done 30 million vaccines, and that's going very well. And in fact, there's new research out overnight saying that dexamethasone, the drug that the NHS, we discovered in, within the NHS, has saved 22,000 lives. So we are, we are learning how to deal with this thing, but there's still some way to go. And so if people want to book a summer holiday that is reversible, that's allowed, isn't it? So you can book a holiday that's cancellable. Yeah. So, yeah, so you can should, book. Yes. The, the the problem is we don't know whether people will be able to go on it yet. Yeah, so I I because uh, I wasn't going to do this, but I booked a holiday for last couple of weeks, actually last twelve days in June, because we've got to be back for Carfest North for on the Thursday night. And but it's re- it's reversible, it's cancellable, and I'm okay with that. And you're okay with that? Yeah, that's fine. The challenge is we're not going to know whether you, unfortunately, whether you can go on it. It does look increasingly likely that uh, things will be in a good in good shape domestically. Uh, this summer, you know, because things are going in the right direction. But unfortunately, we are seeing this problem on the continent that the numbers are going up. Um, for Germany at 3 a.m. last night, Germany brought in some new measures and, and, and France has just done the same. Uh, and, and that's out of our hands, really. Um, and, and in particular, the new variants, which our, our vaccine might not be able to deal with as well as the uh, as well as the type of virus that we've got here. So I got my jab uh, last Friday, and all the yeah, all the stories are true. Wickham Wanderers Stadium, it, everybody was amazing. If if we ran car parks like that, because uh, yeah. you know, there, there's this talk of collateral joy, you know, uh, collateral damage as always. Of course, we know that, yeah. um, and collateral collateral tragedy. But there is collateral joy. Just running the car parks like they're running them at the vaccination centres would yeah. be amazing everyone for the rest of our lives they're so smooth but this is an important point right chris because things have gone unbelievably well in the vaccine program i think everybody agrees that it's so cheerful it's run really well on the ground it's brought people together it's the nhs and the armed forces and volunteers it's it's a big team effort has that real esprit de corps doesn't it i think it's something we can learn from in the same way that a few years ago we learned from how we delivered the olympics with that positive spirit. We've got to learn from how we've delivered the vaccine program, how we've done the research, that end of it, how we've managed to get the manufacturing here, you know, the plant in North Wales that we, that where they put it in bottles, and then the rollout. We've put all that together as a country over the last year and a bit, and we should learn from that for how we do big stuff in the future. No, we should absolutely. How is, how are things in Downing Street? How what's the morale like there? What what is the vibe like there? Well, pretty good actually. Big team spirit, uh, very uh, positive. Eyes on the prize. You know, we're all focused on how to get this country safely out of this. Big judgments, difficult judgments, but um, there's a real collegiate spirit. All right, listen. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to get out there before 
we let you go. Just, uh, just to everybody, when the call comes, get the jab. Get the jab, get the jab, get the jab, jab, jab. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. Thank you so much for listening to this, the podcast of the Virgin Radio Breakfast Show. Don't forget you can subscribe and get it every week from wherever you get your podcast and you will never miss the weekly roundup of all the best bits from our Virgin Radio Breakfast Show with Sky. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.